Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Sunday morning. This is Rashini and Dr. David Hilden is also here for Open Lines, which I know is such a favorite show for people. And I have great news. We have a new phone number. So listen, write it down, memorize it. Use it from now moving forward when you want to call or text us, 651-461-9226. So the only numbers that have changed are those middle three, 651-461-9226. And we will be taking calls and texts today, Dr. Hilden, on this Open Line Show. It's an exciting day, Rashini. We're going to talk to you by phone as well as text today. I'm very excited about that. It's like the old days from, you know, about six weeks ago when we Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd be that excited about a new phone number? But, you know, I know. There I know. you have it. I hope everybody's having a great Labor Day weekend. Uh, those of you going to the fair, I hope you're having a great time out there at the fair and uh, that you're having some good food and and you're uh, maybe seeing a couple of the talent shows or whatever it is that you like to do out at the fair. It's such a tradition. I Everybody stay safe and and uh, I think you all know how to do all that stuff. So if you're having, I think it's going to be great weather for you out at the fair. So if you are on your way out there or you're thinking of going, uh, I hope you have a great time out there. I'm going to be working at the hospital tonight, so I'm not I'm not going to be out at the fair this year. But uh, I get to work this Labor Day weekend. How's that sound? <laughs> Do you get? Uh, yeah. Well, I know the feeling. Do you get? Uh, strange visits at the hospital during the fair? Like, do people come in with weird uh, tummy issues from all the, you know what, they eat at the fair? Well, people do get those. Fortunately, most of them don't result in hospitalization. There are people who get um, things like heat stroke and the like. Now, and that's been pretty good this year. I'm not aware of any uptick in any of that, at least at my hospital. But then again, we're across the river in downtown Minneapolis, so they might go to other hospitals closer to the fairgrounds in Falcon Heights. But uh, there are some things people get. People get heart problems. They get heat exhaustion. If you have asthma, a lot of people get that. And then people generally do get lots of kind of tummy problems, but most of those, fortunately, are very mild and they go home. That's, you know, I think that's what Tums and Alka Seltzer are for, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it does make sense that heat stroke would be an issue. But you're right. As I think back to, you know, the last eight, nine, 10 days, it really hasn't been overwhelmingly hot. In fact, there have been some really nice low humidity days, too. There really have been. And that's what makes it harder. 
to cool yourself off of those high humidity days. And if you have medical problems already, if you're, for instance, uh, like you have you have heart or lung disease, you're at higher risk for uh, problems there anyway. Um, and so then you're out at the fair, you're walking around, you're getting tired, and the heat and the humidity are high. Yeah, you're right. It's been such beautiful weather the last few days, and frankly, even a little bit of rain's kind of nice. Yeah, we haven't had all that hot heat and just horribly hot that we had um, earlier a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, I am really kind of liking the low humidity sort of days because I do like the sun. I do like, you know, 70s and 80s, but the low humidity is what I really key into. And you can tell fall is starting to show itself because of those, you know, lower lows and lower highs and less humidity. And it's my favorite season of the year, fall. That's my favorite, where you can put on a sweatshirt and it's just, it's not cold yet, it's not zero, but it's just a little crisp and uh, in the air and the leaves start to change and fall uh, fall down. And it, it's just my favorite time of year is fall. And I just can't believe we're already talking about fall. They're like, where did summer go? It's been, uh, uh, it just seems like this, I don't know if people think this year has gone really fast for them or slow. I just, I can't believe we're already talking about fall. Maybe it's because we haven't really, everybody's not fully back to all their usual activities and we're all still kind of waiting for the, pandemic to be done so we can start summer but you know i guess that that's not going to happen we had a couple months of really good summer sort of free of pandemic worries and now unfortunately we're kind of worrying about it again well these are some of the questions already coming in on the text line remember folks it's open lines today you can call and text us get used to the new number though this is the one you're going to want to use today and moving forward 651-461 9226. And a little teaser kind of ripped from the headlines. Um, and I'll tell you from which magazine when we come back. But a very interesting question from one of the listeners that was waiting for us as I opened up the message board today. So they are eager to get this question answered. So that will be the first one we start with. But then, of course, call us, text us. Dr. Hilden is here to answer all of your questions on this Open Line Sunday for Healthy Matters. We'll take a quick break. Call us at 651-461-9226. We'll take your calls and your texts when we return. We are back on Healthy Matters, the open line show. Dr. David Hilden and Rashini Rajkumar with you. Call us, text us, 651-461-9226. That's a new number, folks, 651-461-9226. Bob is on the line from Minneapolis. Good morning, Bob. Hi, I have a question. Not so about the colonoscopy procedure itself, but a lot of I found out that um, there's a law that says if you have a colonoscopy, you cannot be taken back home by either a taxi or a, any other, anything with a phone or a relative, or I'm sorry, a friend or a relative or something like that. And I'm wondering why that law is. And I think because I don't have a lot, of, I don't have friends, family, coworkers who can take me. So I haven't got a colonoscopy. I've been due for for four years. I'm just wondering what the reason for that law is, and why that law is in existence. I guess. Yeah, Bob. Um, it's not a law. There's no law about it. Um, but but you are correct that almost every uh, healthcare provider who does colonoscopies requires someone to ha- to drive them home, but it's not a law. There's no nothing illegal about it. But the reason is 100% because of safety. So you, when you get a colonoscopy, you um, you might get 
sedating medications intravenously. It's uh, almost everybody gets those, and you can't drive after those. It's just not safe, and so they can't. Um, they won't even do it if they can't ensure someone has a safe ride home. So that's why other options. If you if um, uh, some places are trying to help people with volunteer drivers, so maybe that's an option. Or maybe if you have a place of worship you could go to. Sometimes I've seen church friends do it, and maybe that's not your thing. But uh, if you simply cannot get a ride home, there are alternatives to a colonoscopy. You can do a stool testing, and you can do those from your regular clinic. You don't have to go in for it. You do it from your home. You collect stool samples, and you send them in. So there are some other options that you might want to talk to your doctor about. Dr. Hilden, something like this has come up in the past. Aren't there some organizations that voluntarily will drive people to things like this? I think so. I don't know what their names are, and if anybody out there has uh, information about volunteer drivers for people to medical appointments, that would be something um, I'm not aware of, but I, I think I have heard about those, Rashini. Yeah, text us or even call us, 651-461-9226. I'd love to share that information with more people. All right, Ken is on the line from Blaine. Hello, Ken. Good morning. Are you with us, Ken? Good morning. Yes, I am. I'm with you. Um, I had a question uh, concerning uh, super spreaders. Uh, I was at the Gopher football game the other night. And uh, over 50,000 people and not a mask in sight, 10,000 students in the bowl uh, yelling and screaming and hugging. And, and uh, so I was wondering if that would classify as a super spreader. And then also I was thinking about the Viking games. And, of course, that's indoors. What's the mandate for that? Yeah, uh, it's hard to know. Uh, what Sometimes we we get surprised at what events result in more spread of COVID than others, but certainly a large gathering at a stadium has the potential to be a really bad situation. We have had some, I'll say luck, in some larger events, uh, but they have that potential. I am extremely disappointed in the University of Minnesota for not requiring uh, more safety measures. You know, they're doing it in other places in the country. In fact, you're not going to be able to go to any theater, even in the Twin Cities, without proof of vaccination or a negative test. That's the Guthrie, the Minnesota Orchestra, Hennepin Theater Trust. Uh, there are other, around the country, sporting venues that are requiring similar measures. And so it's um, in in the grand scheme of things, it's not that hard to wear your mask. Now, all that being said, all that being said, at least it's outdoors at uh, what I guess we're calling Huntington Bank Stadium now on the campus. It is at least outdoors, so that's better. But you're sitting shoulder to shoulder to somebody, so that's that's more dangerous. If I were going to any of these events, and uh, I would certainly certainly, certainly make sure I'm vaccinated and I would wear a mask both because they have that potential. And then I would I would put as much pressure on the Minnesota Vikings to get their quarterback vaccinated. I think that is a ridiculous lack of leadership. Thanks for that little moment of editorializing there. But Look at I Dr. Hilton on the soapbox. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a lack of leadership in our quarterback. He's keeping you, you know, keeping you on your toes on a Sunday morning. Well, I, I'll just share from being at that game on Thursday night, what the U did do was if you, you know, as you're walking in to go to your seat, um, if you didn't have a mask, they were handing masks out. They were asking people to wear masks 
inside. They were not requiring it outside. Uh, right. So that's just kind of a firsthand perspective there. I will just say, kind of the lawyer in me, this is what I'm thinking. The University of Minnesota is a land-grant institution. It's a public institution, unlike a lot of places that are private, the Guthrie, which has the ability to be a little more controlling of its space. The University of Minnesota, because of the public nature of what it is and all the things it stands for, I think that is why. That's just my legal opinion. I haven't talked to the U about this myself, but that is likely why it is more difficult to require. Right? Yep, you're probably uh, right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We have calls and texts coming in. We have a few more minutes until we have to go to break. 651-461-9226 is the number for both text and phone. All right, I promised that we'd kick off with this text, so let me get back to it. Uh, ripped from the headlines, this person says, Dr. Hilden, the June-July issue of ARP magazine, AARP, had a fascinating article on the importance of mobile CT scanners for diagnosing stroke victims in emergency response vehicles. They mentioned that 19 U.S. cities have mobile stroke units. Do we have them in the Twin Cities? To my knowledge, we don't have mobile stroke units, but I will, I could be wrong. Our, I don't know of any. Uh, they are a, an intriguing possibility because as, as I've said on the, on the show many times, and as many people know, time is so important when you're having a stroke. If you have a blood clot going to your brain, the quicker um, physicians and others can break up that blood clot, the better. And so what we do now is if you're having a stroke, we whisk you off in an ambulance and take you to the place where they can do that. That's a hospital. Well, what if they could bring all that resource to you in a mobile unit? So these units are like super duper ambulances. They have a a CT scanner in them and then they have clot busting drugs in them and they go to you. So theoretically, that makes great sense. But uh, it, it hasn't been widely up, taken up yet across the country, mostly for practical reasons. It's ex- exceptionally expensive to put a CT scan in an ambulance that might or might not be in the area it needs to be when you are having your stroke. It's clearly a good thing for the person who's getting that care, but I think it's more of a cost-benefit analysis for healthcare systems. Since our stroke outcomes are getting pretty darn good anyway, when you come to the hospital, it might not add all that extra value. That being the case, I think there it is a it's sort of a I don't want to say a trend. People are looking at it. Healthcare systems are looking at that and you might see more of it going forward. All right. Uh, we have Matt from Bloomington on the line. Let's try to get him in before we have to go to break, doctor. Uh, morning, doctor, and thanks for being there, Rushini. Nice job over the air. I wondered if I could help with part of Bob's transportation question. I am I am disabled, and I need rides to get around. My circumstance for him is this. If he has the time, and if it's being pre-scheduled, could he check with his medical insurance carrier? Because most of what these guys are doing now, doctor, is that the insurance company, the larger insurance companies have a transportation department for folks with um, secondary needs, and that might be worth um, a thought or a check-in. Thank you so much for that. I thought somebody might have some information about that. So, Bob, if you're still listening, um, uh, Healthy Matters listeners have, have come through for you. See if you can't find some medical rides. I'm just like Matt's doing
Yeah, I love it. And this is what I love about the show is that you all are trying to help each other. And Dr. Hilden obviously has so much great advice for everyone. Uh, Dan from Lakeville asks this, Dr. Hilden, is it too early to get a flu shot? No, it's uh, if your healthcare provider has it now or your local pharmacy, you can get it. And it's so different from the COVID vaccine. If you haven't got your COVID vaccine, you can get them both at the same time. But uh, uh, no, I strongly recommend this month in the next two to four weeks that that's when you should start getting your flu shots. Okay, we have to take a break. We've got uh, more Healthy Matters, our open line show, coming up. Be sure to call or text us, 651-461-9226. We are back on Healthy Matters. It is our open line show. Rashini Rajkumar with you alongside your host, Dr. David Hilden. He always has answers for you, and when he doesn't, he tries to lead you in the best direction. Call or text us today, 651-461-9226. All right, this person says, My wife and I know of four individuals over the age of 60, fully vaccinated by February 20th, all recently diagnosed with COVID. Is the booster shot available now? It isn't available yet, but it will be in the next few weeks. And this is uh, something you're going to see more and more and more of as the week, as the months go on, and that is vaccinated people get breakthrough infections. The difference with the breakthrough infections is that, that they're not always, but almost always mild, and that was the purpose of the vaccine. Its whole point is not to prevent all infections. Its whole point is to prevent you from dying or getting very sick. That's what vaccines are intended to do. And so they do that very effectively. So hopefully those four people had a mild infection or it was just an incidental finding or they had a little bit of a, a fever and chills for a couple of days and then it got better. That's usually what it is. The booster shots, particularly for the Pfizer vaccine, will should be available probably yet this month. And then Moderna and the J&J boosters will probably be available in the next couple months. At least that's what I'm hearing so far. All right. Joanne is on the line from Oakdale. Good morning, Joanne. Hello there. Thank you for taking my call. Is Regeneron used in the treatment of COVID and how effective is it? And I'll hang up and listen. Yes, it is. It's the brand name of a monoclonal antibody. And these are showing to be somewhat effective for treating people who already got COVID and are sick. So in other words, you don't, you don't uh, get Regeneron antibodies if you're well. It doesn't prevent it. And uh, you do it if you are sick. So we think about it for people who are, show up to the hospital with, with symptomatic COVID. Antibodies are your body's soldiers to uh, fight off infection. Think of a castle in medieval England. I'm trying to put a picture in your brain, and there's archers up there on the castle shooting at the invading armies. They're your prevention before the the virus can enter your body or your castle. Uh, there's three ways to get those antibodies. One is to get get COVID, and there was emerging, and probably you're going to hear a lot more of the fact that if you got COVID, there is some safety from the antibodies you got from actually getting the disease. The second way is the vaccine, which is the most effective and most reliable way to get those antibodies. But the third way is if you already got sick, we can give you antibodies from somebody else or that they were made in a lab. That's what Regeneron is. And so you don't, not everybody will get it, but if you're sick with COVID, it might be offered to you. Okay. Lots of questions coming in 
on the text line. Uh, let us see. We have a kind of a blend of things here. Oh, great. Another comment uh, for Bob. Insurance will often pay for medical taxi service for colonoscopies. They did for mine. So maybe Google or look up a medical taxi service. Yellow Ribbon Group gives rides to vets. All right. Thank you, folks. Very, very, very good. Uh, this person says, my wife and I received our flu shots at the Minnesota State Fair in the health area. So, doctor, based on that text, I want to ask you this. When you're getting a shot in a, in a public place like that, is everything pretty much, you know, down pat? I mean, is the is the process now just really simple? Because I'm not sure what medical organization is connected, like with the state fair shots, for example. Right. And it can bring up a couple of uh, uh, images in your head. It's like, gee, are we doing this in the swine barn or, you know, is, is it, <laughs> you know, is it, is it um, uh, who's doing it? Yes. These are uh, uh, skilled and uh, licensed medical professionals giving shots. And frankly, it's not all that you can give it darn near anywhere. You can give it in a you know parking lot. It's only, they just have to clean up your arm with a little alcohol wipe. So it's very easy to do it safely and quickly. And they are trained professionals doing it at the fair. Okay, good to know. This person is wondering if an alkaline PTASE of 23 is too low and how is it treated? Yeah, alkaline phosphatase is what that is, is an enzyme that is in your body. It's in all of our bodies. It's in most of the cells of our bodies, but it's particularly in our liver. There's some in your intestine and the like as well. Alkaline phosphatase is usually high in liver disease, but when it's low, it can be the sign of a nutritional deficiency, usually of uh, proteins, of iron, and I think of zinc. So zinc and magnesium. So it's generally a, a deficiency of nutrition. So if your alkaline phosphatase is low, particularly if you're a menopausal woman, seems to be lower in menopausal women, see what your diet's like and maybe get checked with some other blood tests on your vitamins and various minerals and see if you're deficient in any of those. It can also be low um, at birth. That's something I'm not as familiar with, but there's a congenital version of it as well. So if this is an infant, there's a congenital version and you should go to a specialist for that. Okay. Uh, this person is wondering, will Whittier Clinic be opening a dental office? I thought I heard something about that. I can't, you know, I'm not sure. You know, Whittier Clinic is Hennepin Healthcare's clinic at 28th and Nicollet in the Whittier neighborhood. It's a fantastic facility. It has um, imaging with radiology. It has specialties. More than a, fa a facility, though, it's got great providers. Um, our family medicine um, department is based out of there, and they're just superb. Now, do we have a dentist there? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, 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 but but a ask the people at Whittier if you already go there. We might be putting dental care out there. I hope we are. It's a great idea if we're not. All right. Yeah, I'm a teeth freak, so I think that is an excellent idea. All right. You can text and call us uh, before the break here, 651 461 2-2-6. What happens if you were in surgery and get an allergy attack from the anesthesia, like heart racing or something else? 
you know, your anesthesiologist is on top of that. You, you're being cared for by both a, an anesthesiologist physician and most, most commonly a certified nurse anesthetist, a CRNA. They are so good, CRNAs, at monitoring all of this stuff. And there's a, so they work in a team, a CRNA and a physician anesthetist, and they will manage that. They can handle almost every reaction under the sun, and that's why they're so highly trained and skilled is that they know how to manage those. They can, they'll monitor your vital signs. They monitor your reactions to everything, and they can manage it, and they can intervene if they need to. So anesthesiology is exceptionally safe because of that skill set of those nurse anesthetists. It's a big one. Nurse anesthetists and uh, the physicians. Bit of a tongue twister. Okay, this it listener is. asks, what can I do to stop the leg and foot cramps that wake me up numerous times each night? If you have restless legs, like in, in other words, <clears throat> excuse me, the only way it, you can get relief is to move around. You have to get out of bed and move around. That's called restless leg syndrome. There are effective treatments for that, and I would see a neurologist or a sleep expert for that. If you're simply having cramping, I would suggest stretching, yoga, tai chi, acupuncture, non-medical things that might, uh, uh, that might help. And I would suggest you listen to our show next week because we're going to have a chiropractor on, Dr. Rick Printon, whom we can maybe address situations exactly like that. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that over the 13 years of this radio program, many listeners have sworn by mustard. And I have no medical guidance of whether that works, but I just can't tell you how many listeners have said, when I get leg cramps, a little bit of yellow mustard helps. So interesting. There you go. Yeah, okay. it is interesting. We've got some calls coming in. Folks, you can call and text us, same number, 651 461 9226. John is on the line in Minneapolis. Hi, John. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. My question relates to this. I, I saw a dentist, you know, about 10 years ago. And uh, she told me I had nasal drip. And now that I'm in my mid-70s, I seem to have more phlegm. Is there something I can do about that, or is that just nature's way of telling me I'm getting older? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if it's nature's way of telling you you're getting older, but it is common. Um, Post-nasal drip is super common. Um, your sinuses are holes in your head, and you're, they're connected to in your – they're literally holes in your skull – and they're connected to your the back of your nose. And if you get a little bit of inflammation in there, it can drain down the back of your nose, the back of your throat, and it can pool in your esophagus, and you can get reflux, and you can wake up with a cough. It's one of the most common reasons people wake up with a cough. And so uh, sometimes an ear, nose, throat doctor can fix that. <clears throat> Often they can't. And so we try decongestions and nasal sprays and the like. You can get um, uh, nasal sprays like Flonase prescribed, and that sometimes helps to reduce the inflammation and it gets better. Uh, otherwise, um, some people have a little luck if they elevate the head of their bed because then it drips down into your stomach while you're sleeping and you don't wake up with that cough. And then I, I would see an ear, nose, throat doctor just make sure there's not anything more serious going on. But in general, um, it's more symptomatic relief that we do. There's not usually something more serious. All right, as is always the case, when phone lines are open, we get a lot of calls. So I'm going to ask our callers to be as brief as you can so we can get to everyone. Linda is on the line from Minneapolis. Hi, Linda. Hi. Um, your show is amazing. You should be on every day of the week just for a commercial advertisement. Well, thank you. Thank you, you Linda. You're very welcome. Your pleasure. Um, I just um, saw a podiatrist on last week, and I've scheduled the Austin-Akin bunionectomy. 
and it's basically a redo from 1991. Um, I was told that you don't put any weight on your foot six to eight weeks after the surgery, and when I had my first surgery, I know I walked out of that hospital. And, okay, so now it's 30 years, 20 years later. <clears throat> my foot is obviously major pain. My big toe is way over to the right, and then my smaller toes are all scrunched together, hammer toe, etc. How <clears throat> do I know this guy is going to do it correct? What What do you recommend or do, you know, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Absolutely, I do, Linda, because how do you know that the the surgeon you're having knows what they're doing? Have they done it before? Are they going to give me the right advice afterwards? Those are legitimate concerns no matter what procedure you're having. And it sounds like you you need these surgeries because you're, it's very common to have hammer toes or bunions or various um, deformities of your feet that make walking harder and more painful. If you're going to a licensed podiatrist, a sur- that's a surgeon, I um, generally... I've been I've found pretty good results from people regardless of where they go. But you might want to just do a little research of your own and see, you know, did did this person start practicing last week, or have they been doing it for a long time? Maybe get word of mouth um, from friends or relatives if they've been there. And if you're uh, if you're concerned about what they're proposing to do before the surgery, get a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with doing that. And if you want a podiatrist for a second opinion, I couldn't recommend anyone more strongly than Dr. Nikki Bowerly at Hennepin Healthcare. She's amazing. All right, Car- uh, let's go to Carl in Minneapolis. Um, actually, you know what? Let's do this real quickly, and then we have to go to break, doctor. Um, I'm going to okay. let us kind of push it a little bit for the last segment. Quick question. Are you there? Go ahead, Carl. Yeah. Uh, as a redhead, um, when I get prescribed pain medication for various reasons, um, I keep hearing that redheads have a hard time with pain meds if they don't work as well. Is that true? I've never heard that about redheads having less pain tolerance. Uh, they do have more sensitivity to sunlight and sunburn and skin cancers, but I've never heard that about pain. I think I know some redheads that can handle a ton of pain. So I could be wrong. I can be wrong about a whole lot of stuff, but I've not heard that before. Wow. I I, I tell you, I, I, I never am. Sh- I'm always pleasantly surprised at the questions you get um, and sometimes stunned, and that was one of them. All right, let's quickly go to Lee in Minneapolis. Hi, Lee. Hi. Um, my question is um, I have jock itch, and I've tried over-the-counter remedies, and I was wondering, is there a prescription? Indeed there is. You can go to a urologist or just go to your primary care doctor. What the caller is talking about is a, a, a problem in the a reproductive area, in the groin area. It's a mild, like a yeast infection. Same thing as like athlete's foot, a yeast infection, a fungus of the feet. This is up of your, uh, of your groin area. Um, it's called tinea cruris, C-R-U-R-I-S, tinea cruris, and that's the medical name for it. And yes, there are prescriptions for that that are highly effective. Go to your primary doctor for that. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, call or text us 651-461-9226. We are back, open lines, on Healthy Matters. Uh, Get your questions in. We uh, are taking them at 651-461-9226. Jerry's on the line from Minneapolis. Hi, Jerry. 
Yes, uh, I've heard 29% of the folks getting COVID have been vaccinated. I've had uh, COVID and been vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. Do you have a percent that uh, chance of me getting COVID again? Uh, I don't have it off the top of my head, but the, that's a very, uh, it's a misleading statistic about the about that 29%. In the hospital, I don't think there's anybody who's vaccinated who's in the hospital. Maybe one or two. And if they're there, they're there for some other reason. They just happen to have COVID. All the sick people uh, that I'm seeing are unvaccinated. All of them. So I saw two guys yesterday, one in his 30s, one in his 40s, two strapping young men, both with serious, serious COVID. They looked terrified. And they were both unvaccinated. That was just yesterday. The statistic that's more important, it's less than 0.00 something percent of vaccinated people are getting the infection. So you have less than a 1% chance of getting a breakthrough infection if you're vaccinated. The data are just simply overwhelming how safe and effective these vaccines are. So, you know, this reminds me, that uh, response reminds me of what you said oh so long ago, that you saw this turning into another flu strain. And, you know, people have gotten flu shots and uh, eventually gotten the flu because it's not always the the strain, you know, the shot for the strain they have. So, you know, maybe our mindset needs to go to it perhaps is another flu strain that, you know, we as a society are building tolerance for, but sometimes you may get it again, just like over the course of my life. I know I've had the flu on and off, um, not every year, but it happens. So yeah, eventually just, it'll yeah. be that kind of a thing, Roshini. We're not there yet, but it eventually will be there. I just, I wish I could show people the 38 year old man, that's not how old he was, but roughly that I saw yesterday. He looked terrified and he couldn't breathe and he was an unvaccinated man. I wish I could show every unvaccinated person that man because I think you would run to the nearest vaccination place. And hey, I just want to thank all the listeners for your great calls today and questions. We've had just a heck of a, a great uh, show today answering lots of questions, but I'm going to stop us from all of our, our questions today if I could because uh, as, as I said last week, as you and I have talked, this is your last show with us, Rashini, here on Sunday Mornings on Healthy Matters. And you're going to move on to um, uh, a next chapter in your incredible professional career. And, and so I just want to say thank you for these months that we've had together, almost a year now. It has been an absolute joy to have you as a partner on the air, to chat with you, to chat with people in the upper Midwest. And I wish you all the best. We're going we're gonna to pivot next week. We can talk about that in a second. But I just wanted to say thank you. It's been just a joy to work with you. Well, ditto back at you. It has really been a joy to be with you. It's been 11 months, uh, but who's counting? Just under a year we've been together as a dynamic duo and really has been fun to learn all of the medical items that I've learned from you, the great energy of listeners. And uh, keep that energy up, listeners, because uh, that's what this show is about. It's about staying healthy and well. And, yes, I'm sunsetting my duties on Sunday, so my own show at 9 a.m. I have my last show today, so I hope people listen to that, Real Talk with Rashini. And then my other Sunday duties. Um, I'm just kind of, you know, getting my Sundays back, focusing on some other of my media projects and my business, which is my full-time job. I'm an executive uh, crisis coach and uh, professional speaker. So 
that continues to wait for me. Uh, but uh, if I had to wake up between 5.30 and 6 a.m. on Sundays, Dr. Hilton, you are a great reason for that. So well, uh, th- thank you. Th- thank you and enjoy sleeping in, Rashini, a little bit, at least until your, uh, until your next project takes off. Uh, I know you've got a zillion things already uh, um, uh, and have and that getting up on Sunday morning was a gift you've given us uh, uh, um, in addition to your full-time business that you have. We are gonna, we're going to welcome Susie Jones uh, in your chair. Uh, many, many CCO listeners are familiar with Susie. I've met her many times, and it's going to be a, 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 a new show, but, but with a familiar voice having Susie with us. And so you, everybody's going to want to tune in next week and hear uh, a familiar but new voice at this hour when Susie joins us. Yeah, Susie will be great. She has a fun energy, and I know you two already have a rapport, so it will be uh, wonderful to listen to the two of you on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. Always remember to listen to Healthy Matters then, and follow Dr. Hilden on Twitter, at Dr. David Hilden. Get your questions in during the week, and uh, continue to uh, join him and Susie, and of course, Devin on Sunday mornings from 7 to 8. Dr. Hilden, congrats for everything, and uh, we'll get lunch soon. Thanks, Rashini. Best wishes to you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.